I'm reaching out to people, but all I get energy by connecting. So it's really a self-fulfilling cycle. Like if you look at it as an exhausting thing, that it will be. But for me, it's like communicating with my, I call them my family, my network of people is what brings me joy. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories or topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. And what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on our greatest asset, talent management and hiring. Think from great resignation to the great renovation. And if you disagree with me, maybe these episodes might be especially for you. Life and especially business has changed. It has forced those that are within organizations to look differently at talent, how it's being managed. When we talk about change, think about it. We have to realize that business as usual is no longer here. And that's evident in attracting and retaining clients, but also in setting up people within organizations to succeed. Think onboarding, think DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, how it is working from home, and even going back into the office. Things are different, and this month we are going to explore these topics by featuring CEO hacks and CEO nuggets, but also interviews that focuses on these changes and how organizations can make sure they care for and attract the most valuable asset, their people. Sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Laura Hyman of Lit Yoga. Laura, it's awesome to have you on the show. It's great to be on the show. Thanks for having me, Gresh. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Laura so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Laura is an international yoga pioneer and physical therapist focused on evolving the practice of yoga to empower movement and balance amidst a modern lifestyle of technology and sedentariness. With an advanced degree in physical therapy and more than 25 years of yoga practice and education, Laura is redefining the modern practice through her comprehensive lit method, emphasizing smart alignment, functional movement, and spiritual wellness. She offers online daily classes and a robust online yoga teacher training, in addition to leading in-person workshops, training in master classes internationally. Laura, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Thanks for that intro. No worries. Thanks for doing so many awesome things. And before we fully jump in, I want to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? We'll let you to get started with all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm one of those accident CEOs. Maybe there's a lot of them. I think there probably are. <laughs> Where I had a great career as a physical therapist, was working in what would be considered like corporate for profit world. And Simultaneously, I'd always been a fitness instructor of some sort and also very athletic. I started teaching and practicing yoga about 25 years ago. And what I noticed as time went on was there is a gap in the teaching of yoga. In, in other words, like there was 
very inconsistent quality. And a lot of it had to do with what I saw is this huge just burst of yoga on the scene. 25 years ago, it wasn't a lot. And then all of a sudden, everybody started doing yoga. They had yoga teacher trainings. And these trainings were really not setting people up for good success as real instructors of movement in the body, just like very little movement education. And that led to a lot of teachers who don't really know much about the body, even though they're teaching movement for the body in in the majority of yoga classes. So I saw this real gap and I just, I felt it was my calling. I can't, it was almost like I was dragged, but it was unwillingly. I didn't really want to start a movement or you see a gap and your passion is there. And I just saw a real calling. I had a calling. I was like, I've got to teach people how to teach yoga with this, from this place of knowledge. And you don't have to be a physical therapist, but when you know something really, really well, you're able to distill it into parts that people understand. And so I knew that I had a gift to doing that. And so I just started a teacher training. And then I was like, I got to start a studio because I'm going to have all these teachers. And it just snowballed from there. And that was a little over, that was about almost 10 years ago that I started the whole ball rolling, creating a method because the way I teach yoga is its own method based on a physical therapy background. So I like probably other CEOs started learning stuff, not having a business background and being like, Oh, I got to have a business plan. I got to have this. I got to have this. Like I'm taking money. I knew that what I was giving was a quality product, but there's a lot more organization needed to that for growth. So I just started reading everything I could about marketing, talking to people and yeah. And then it just kept going and I kept growing. I had to move to a bigger studio. And I saw that people that weren't in my area, I'm in Princeton, New Jersey, wanted to learn this style, but couldn't take three weeks out of their life and come and study. So I created an online teacher training and I also created online classes. And now we have classes, we have people that are taking classes in over almost 70 countries around the world. And so, yeah, it really started with this just compulsion to want to spread good movement knowledge not necessarily wanting to be a business person, but I've really enjoyed it. Nice. That passion, obviously, that you have, but also the expertise and the hour and time that you put in terms of creating this methodology that help that's helping out so many people. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that I'm in a position where I'm really successful now, but it's not measured to me. Of course, financially, it's great, but it's measured to me that I have successfully been able to get this message to many people and that they have then felt empowered by it and that many people like it's pass it on type thing. And like you said, no, yes, I'm successful now, but if you add up all of the many hours that have been over 25 years, it was like less than minimum wage, right? It's that's what people don't think they're going to have to put a lot of those sweat hours, sweat equity in Mm -hmm. before, and you have to look for the gap because you got to do something something different that it's, and I saw the need because so many people said to me, like, I can't go to anybody else when you go on vacation. Cause I feel like I'm going to get injured. And I'm like, that's, that's messed up. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it was just enough people saying that this was the need and it's, everybody has a body. So it, I also tell people who are getting into it now and it's a much more, I don't want to say saturated market. Cause I think that's a negative term, but it's also, if you just look at it 
for what it is. There's a lot of people in it. And I just say, everybody's got a body. You've got almost 7 billion people. There's a lot to spread. So don't let that stop you. You just, again, find what people are needing and, and go to that. Yeah. So I know you touched a little bit on how you serve the clients that you work with. Are there any additional things that you do, your team do to serve those clients? And what do you feel is what I call your secret sauce of the thing you feel sets you apart and makes you weak? We're really into community building, which is, I think anybody that's successful, I'm sure there's CEOs who are small businesses and they don't need community, but I can't imagine. You don't need some kind of community. And in in something like what I'm doing, which is a very individual product lesson that is given to a larger community. And so the individuals could feel more lost in it if it wasn't felt like we're we're always bringing you in the fray. We are here for you. So our customer service, it's like white glove. You've got to be there for people. We're always trying to refine that. We're doing lots of work in our teacher training and in our online platform to be as inclusive as much as possible. Yoga has been known over the years, especially in Western yoga, to be really a lot of white women. And so we are really proactively expanding that. We've offered scholarships for the BIPOC individuals for our teacher training because we want everyone to come in and we want to make the action steps to do that. So community building is huge. Everybody needs community and you can do it online. That's what's funny. I would have been the biggest doubter of that 15 years ago because I was like, what are the last to get all the technological stuff? But you can do it if you're there for people. So I think my secret sauce is people think I'm doing so many things. I have so much energy and I'm like, I'm reaching out to people, but all I get energy by connecting. So it's really a self-fulfilling cycle. Like if you look at it as an exhausting thing, that it will be. But for me, it's like communicating with my, I call them my family, my network of people is what brings me joy. But it's the secret sauce because then people want it. They're like, they are seen. That's what people want. They want to be seen. And so I think that that's a big part of probably any successful business person is figure out what it is your clients need. And I just intuitively knew that, and it, but it also fuels me. Yeah, that's extremely powerful. It's so funny you said that because I was going to switch gears and I wanted to ask you for one of those tools. I call it a CEO hack. So what might be an app, a book, or a habit that you have, something that makes you more effective and efficient and adds to your toolbox? For me, my habit of taking care of myself as like a non-negotiable is it's completely the reason I'm here and doing, I just taking good care of myself, my body, what I put in my body, how I feel myself, my energy, it's everything because so much of what I do is based on my creativity, which is based on like really clear headspace and having like fully engaged. And if I didn't take care of myself, which is, it's weird if somebody's in a kind of body movement, but a lot of people can let it slide. And that is just a non-negotiable no matter what. And when you say habits, no matter how I feel, I will move because it's so, I'm so hardwired that feedback loop is there. I know if I start moving a little bit, I will at least feel better. And so that is, that's every single day I'm doing something. It doesn't have to be super hardcore, but it's some kind of movement and eating well and all of that so that I'm, I have a lot of energy. I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. 
It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. I am a people pleaser. So I would say to myself early on, and some of this is age, but I do think if somebody had said to me like, you're not going to be, not everybody's going to like you and be okay with that. I think that some decisions that I've made or hiring people and things have been, I've been so like in my heart about it and it wasn't always like the best choice. And I just was like, oh, I, my, my best friend says it's my, like my kryptonite is that I see the good in everybody. And she's, let me tell you, that person's not, she's like the voice, like, why did you hire that person? So I'm grateful I've had her because she has been that kind of inside of me. But I would say that a nugget would be, I think you're leading something, you're growing something, not everybody's going to love it, not everybody's going to love you. And if you're somebody like me that has just conditionally wanted to be like nice to everybody and have everybody like receive me well, that would have been a hard nugget to swallow, but really important one. It's okay. Now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Laura, what does being a CEO mean to you? I just think we're, I'm a leader, a pioneer, and it's, it's a, like a part of the car that is really important. Can't drive the car, like the car can't work on its own. So it's the brain of the organization, but you've got all the other parts too. And the brain is, when I talk about movement, I'm like, we're actually, we create movement in our brain first before it's put into our body. So I think the CEO is the brain. I'm definitely the brain and the vision. And without it, it would just be a bunch of parts that could move, but the brain is going to actually take it all to the different stages. Awesome. 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 Laura, I truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get a hold of you and your team to find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Well, thanks. I would say first, just look up my Lit Yoga, L-Y-T, which stands for Laura's Yoga Technique, but fortunately also is a great acronym for feeling really lit up, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, what we're all after in life. Nobody likes to feel dim and dull and fatigued and low. And especially now in this pandemic, we need so many things to help us feel recharged and charged up. And so I I know because the research supports it, and this is the way we're made, is that movement is medicine and movement will help you feel better. But movement, not all movement is equal. So learning from somebody like me, who's a physical therapist and based on these principles of how we have evolved to move is really important. And you can find that all that out on the Lit Yoga and the Lit Daily, which is an online platform. You have over 365 classes that are organized in all different ways based on body parts, based on beginner, based on if you want high intensity. And there's a two-week trial, so you can try it out and see. Like Even if you've never been exposed to yoga, I've had so many, I work with professional athletes around the world who are not into yoga, but they love this because it's a kind of different type of yoga because yoga is really about raising consciousness and that's like being awake, being lit up. So that's what it's all about. So you can find me there. You can find me on Instagram. I do a lot of little sequences and drills there and nuggets of movement wisdom and other stuff too. I'm also a chef, natural food chef. So I talk about that a little bit. And my Instagram is Lara, L-A-R-A. Nice. I absolutely love that. And I appreciate you for sharing all that with us. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. 
thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.